Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo, and Jim Rodriguez. Oh, it's just like a fresh new day. The mm. smoky treat is on. Welcome to the buffet of love and happiness, <laughs> the Cigar Snob Magazine Podcast. What's up, boys? What's with my going guys, on, Jimmy, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo. What up, what I'm up. Jim Rodriguez. Dimelo boys. What's happening? Nah, man. It, you guys are happening. Nah, nah, buddy. You came in hot. That's it, man. Oh, ready to Jasper, go. Jasper came in hot today. Yeah, we had the... It's, <laughs> we, Jasper, slow down. Jasper was, you setting, know... Setting the tone. Yeah. I think Jasper had a bad day, and he decided to let us know about it, but that's good. That's good. I, I think Chente the horse was a little uh, was a little ornery today, but that's it. We're going to... We're going to... Feisty. We're, we're going to make it up. We're going to pick up our teammate here, have a good time, uh, and again, another... Smoky Treat Edition, happy you're along with us wherever you get your fine podcasts. And of course, you can watch us, which is always an interesting, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh you know, I'm watching you. You're watching me. You know. Yeah, I think you guys need to check that out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other interesting thing is on the video version of the podcast on YouTube, what we do is we break up the show into the segments. Mm -hmm. So if you're, I know these shows lately in the last year have been getting longer and longer for us and so on the on the video version we break it up so it's just like the the featured cigar the perfect pairing that you know so we break it up that way so i don't know that that could be something that you are into yeah so check that out yeah, yeah. whether you want to consume a little bit at a time the whole thing we got you covered we, gotcha we'll tumble for you listen great show today we have one of the one of the all-time greats personalities yep People, cigar makers, Rocky Patel. And a dear friend, dear He's, friend Rocky. Yes. Yep. So Ivan and I are going to cruise over there and uh, and meet with him. Yeah, that's, so you'll see him soon. That's going to be that's going to be amazing. Always love. I mean, his story in and of itself is is, is amazing. So. Yeah, we, we've written about Rocky so many times in the magazine over the years, right? Because we've we've been huge fans of his. From day one. As everybody is. I yeah, mean, of course. By now, we just got back from Las Vegas, and he is the biggest superstar <laughs> right. walking the face Seriously. of the planet. He really is. I mean, I, I would say, listen, you know me. I, you know my man crush of, of, of my Kirk Locks. You got a few. I, but I what I would say Rocky Patel is my fashion crush. Oh, yeah? Because my man has... I tried... I can't pull off what Herklotz puts off, but you know, pulls off. But I can definitely. I, I look at 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 my, at my gauge of how yeah. I want to dress. I look at Rocky Patel. So. Oh, I the, like that the gold standard. That's it, man. He is the classy Freddie Blassie of of cigars. So, so, so Mike is like Pinky unattainable. Ring. Pinky ring. Yeah, you can't, can't, get yeah there. you can't pull that off. You can't do tracksuit over no, patterned I, I, with jacket on top. First like, of yeah, all, I no. need I need to drop about sixty pounds so I even get close to to being in the right. same room with Herklotz, but. But but I've said too much. But Rocky, you you can. All right, all right. I Rock, that. Rocky, I just like you know. Rocky is is, is he's a chameleon. He, he's he's upscale. He's every man and everything in between. So I will always love to hear what what Rocky's got to say. And of course, we'll be uh, having a smoky treat, uh, courtesy of Rocky Patel. We'll get into that. Our uh, we'll be drinking some bourbon today. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. That's what I'm hearing. That's why Chente, I, I, Chente, I think got into it a little bit over there in the trough. He so. may have had a. Uh, so, a little nip. And we will hear from you in during our X's and O segment. I tell you what's always interesting, and I love today's question. So we're going to get into that. But first, Dimelo Caballeros Que Fuman. All right. We are smoking the Rocky Patel DBS. Mm -hmm. DBS, as you know, is a Aston Martin. 
But that's not what he's referring to here. It is the DBS as in double broadleaf selection. Ah. So yeah, this this I thought Rocky had started a television station or something like that. Some some news network. Yeah, not CBS, but DBS. Okay. Uh so so no. So uh so anyway, DBS double broadleaf selection. So this cigar, although it is wrapped with a Mexican San San Andres wrapper, the binder has a double binder. So it has a Pennsylvania broadleaf binder and a Nicaraguan grown broadleaf binder. Hmm. And so that combination of double broadleaf gives it its name, right? And that's not that common. You don't get a lot of cigars with a double binder, much less a double broadleaf binder. So typically you wouldn't do that unless you really have uh, you have your broadleaf game like down because broadleaf doesn't burn it. Like normally you want your binder, typically you want your binder to help the wrapper burn if you have a slow burning wrapper mm-hmm. and by a slower burning wrapper right these thick these thick leaves they burn slower right i don't know if you can see those there but yeah these these thick wrapper leaves that are like uh, mexican san andres or broadleaf or they burn slower so you typically want your binder to help it burn along uh as well as adding flavor obviously and aroma but in this case, they're using double broadleaf. So you really have to have some very high-end broadleaf, high quality, that burns very well for it to work. Otherwise, the cigar just goes to hell. So uh, so that, that, was a, that was an ambitious blend here that they did. So anyway, a Mexican wrapper, Nicaraguan and Pennsylvania broadleaf binders, and Honduras and Nicaraguan fillers. The cigar is, is a pricey one. MSRP. We're smoking the Robusto, and it's MSRP of twenty bucks. So that's pricey, uh, but again, it's due to the cost of all that material, right? That tobacco is not cheap, and so that's what drives up the price. Uh, these are available in three sizes: Robusto, Toro, and sixty. Uh, DBS, as I said, double broadleaf uh, selection. That's what it's that's what it's uh, called, and it's made at Rocky's Tavicusa factory, which is. Their smaller factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. So, what do you guys think of the cigar? I'll tell you what, it is amazing. Yeah, I mean, worth Good, every Good. penny. I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you. If if you look at it, you have so, slobbered the bejesus. Out I of know. I, I, My I, goodness, I, I tend I tend to slobber. You can <laughs> tell when he enjoys a cigar when it's full of saliva. <laughs> I know. I, where where did you you have that like tickling <laughs> a tonsil back there? <laughs> Jesus, Jim. I know. I, I tend to listen. Listen, he's like scratching I, his tonsils. Yeah. Right I love this smoke. What can I tell you? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it's 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 a, it's like a brand, it's like a porterhouse steak here. I mean, I would say this. I would say this is if is, if you're a newbie, it it looks intimidating because of the size and, and that wrapper. You can tell it's like thick and right. So at first, I was like, oh boy. I mean, is this going to be? Am I going to need to to sit down after this? But I'll tell you, it is heavenly. It is it is not harsh. And I'm glad you're liking it. It is not harsh. It has started off amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's burning wonderfully, and, and it, it is delicious. I mean, it's got you know, it's it's got a little bit of a no. You, it's got some power. You know, it's there. Oh, it, I, no. it's not mild by any means, but it's not overpowered. I, I, I would wrote, say that it's closer to you know medium to full. That's exactly what I wrote down here. Yeah. I wrote I wrote medium plus plus because it feels like it's getting to that full, but it's not quite there yet, which is great. I mean, if you're paying. 
you know, a good amount for a, for a cigar. You don't want to get cheapened out of it, and this feels like it delivers. I mean, the complexity is there. there. You get the sweetness from the Mexican San Andres and the broadleaf. The sweetness so is definitely there. So it has a lot of stuff going on here. So it's 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 a very nice smoke. Yeah, the sweetness that it has, I think, is really well balanced with that Nicaraguan like pepper zinc, which is there. Like once you re- have you retroheld this, Jimmy? Yes, because yes. it's there. Amazing. When it when you retrohale it, you get that that pepper, uh, that little bit of earthiness. But again, everything is really well done. Wood, uh, it's like very woody to me. Yeah, like uh, not not a, it's kind of like an oaky wood. Oaky to me. wood, correct? Yeah, it's not. You know, sometimes we say wood, mm. and and on certain cigars, wood can be kind of like a generic woody taste, right? And that's not that fun to me, right? Right. I I, I like when when I've got like a well-defined flavor, like uh, again, like an oak or, or you've got maybe some pininess or, you know, when, when it's, it's definable. And so in, in this case, it, it is a very oaky, oaky wood that, I mean, I think the cigar is starting off really nice. Yeah. Is, is that red pepper that I'm, that I'm, t- that I'm tasting there? I, I don't know. Cause it's, it's really a smooth pepper to me. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not sharp in any way. So, yeah, you you could call it like a the sweetness of a red pepper. Yeah, you could say I that. I mean, the the retrohale. You, re, I mean, it's that's the point of retrohaling to be able to really get those flavors and those notes. And it is just, it is a, it is like a like a a rose that has bloomed. You I mean you you get everything, you know, both on your tongue and then when you retrohale it, it is. I'd say a rocky man knocked it out of the ballpark. I, I think it's going to pair great with these bourbons. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I mean, I've been smoking this thing for a minute, and it's and it's it's amazing. I can only imagine what it's going to keep going. You know what it's going to do when it turns on me. It needs a rain jacket after. Uh... Yeah, for real. After Jimmy's <laughs> done with it, Mike. Suffering thakatash. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think we left out maybe some notes. Like I just took another another puff, and and I do get, I do get some dark chocolate in there that I that I didn't mention earlier. And the ash is perfect. Look at this excellent burn. It's very even. Nice and gray, compact, yeah, perfect. It's it's really nice, really nice start. Now, the only thing you know, and and it, it, this is more of a pet peeve for me is is the, the bands, the labels. A lot going on. It's it's, it's they double. are opulent. It, it, it again, it looks like a Ric Flair WCW Championship belt. Yeah, and there's two of them. There's the there's the Rocky logo uh, band, and underneath that is the DBS um, orange and black and and with gold foil. So it's very. It's typical Rocky, right? It's what you would expect from Rocky Patel. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of uh, like it, you can you can hang that label inside of Rocky Patel Burn in Naples, and it would fit right in, right? <laughs> sure, it, it feels like it. I feel like he's wearing a jacket like that that has been that has these kinds of uh, uh, colors and, and and assorted stuff on it. It's All amazing. right. All right. So so off to we're off to a good start with yeah. the, with the Rocky DBS. So by the way, I'm I'm glad we we've liked it. Yeah. Because I don't I don't believe we've rated this. And so I don't even know if I'd actually ever smoked it till today. Really? Yeah. So I, at the show, we just had uh we just had the, the PCA trade show. And at the show I smoked other things from Rocky. Uh I even I even got to smoke uh Conviction. An early blend of the of the conviction, because mm-hmm. that's not out yet. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was outstanding. That at the moment I told Rocky if if the final one tastes like this, then I think this is 
the best cigar that I've ever tasted from you. So I don't know if it'll be that way when it comes out. But what I tasted from those unbanded early blends was outrageous. Outrageously good. Well, I'll tell you what, next time, you know, I, I will be heading out to to the 702. I'll be heading out to Sin City. So I'll be definitely be looking at my favorite retailers uh, for, for this stuff. Uh, it's, it's a great start. All right. So off to a good start. We're off gangbusters here as we've reached cruising altitude with this Rocky Patel DBS. Time now for a little X's and O's. X's and O's. This is your segment. This is where you become part of the show. And we invite you to always, uh, you know, reach out to us. We'll tell you how in a second. So uh, our X is an O segment. Uh, and here's the note. It says, hey, fellas, I can't thank you all enough for your work. And that, that warms my heart. Because, you know, yeah. you know we're, it, I've always said cigars is the journey, not so much. It's the experience, not so much the journey. Uh, you've helped me make a more make me more an intelligent cigar smoker, and that would be directly attributed to you guys, to Eric and Ivan there. And you all have made it fun, which uh, I wish I could smoke a cigar with you all. Well, you know, you know where to find us, my friend. He's got two questions for us. Number one, when I buy new cigars, either online or from a B and M store, how long should I wait before I smoke them? I've read everything from two weeks to six months. This is due to the fact that supposedly both online and brick-and-mortar retailers tend to over-humidify their cigars. Question two, related to the previous one, what's due to the difference in humidity, should I wait before introducing new cigars to my humidor where I've already got cigars? I've seen uh, some people re recommend placing new cigars in a temporary location, different humidor or a Boveda humidor bag, while the difference in humidification and humidification levels uh, dissipate. Is that a good practice or just absurd? And that is from our man James in Justice, Illinois. We have to look up Justice. Yeah, we have. I'm sorry I didn't do that ahead of time. But man, yeah, those good are question. interesting questions. Interesting. Right? Yeah, I mean, so I mean, it, it, to me, I, I almost uh, look at it. I'm, I'm a big sports better. Is when you make a futures bet, like how many games are the Dolphins going to win this year? Yep. And, and, your, and your money is sitting there for three, four months. I, I can't do it. Maybe I'm too millennial <laughs> in my sports betting, and I'm certainly too millennial in my cigar smoking. Sure. Like, I've never waited. No one right. has I, ever. I didn't, never, I didn't know that was a thing. No one has ever, ever said, Jim is too millennial. I've never <laughs> no. heard that. <laughs> <laughs> well, here you have it. I said it myself. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, some of these things are before Ivan. Uh, Goes off because I can I can see that he is dying to uh, to unleash bash the geeks. Uh, yeah, unleash some of that uh, geek bashing. Uh, so you know, in Miami, in you know, predominantly Cuban circles, mm -hmm. we don't tend to get so goofy about this stuff, right? You bought the cigar, felt the cigar. Was it? Did it feel humidified or did it feel dry to you? Uh, when you look at it, is it dry? Then, then it's going to need some humidification. Uh, and if it's not, if it feels spongy and it's clearly over humidified, then uh, you're going to want you're going to want to dry dry box it or, or leave it out on your desk, depending on where you live. Obviously, if you're in Arizona, don't do that because two minutes later, uh, it will be dry. So we don't we don't get so geeky about it. In in uh, again. In Cuban circles, when you talk to cigar manufacturers, they don't get so so wacky about it. So I just want to 
preempt Ivan's, you know, <laughs> no, no, but oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we, we don't get so crazy. So, so don't be upset if Ivan offends you <laughs> and, and continue. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the caveat. I just, so I find it that it's the 100% responsibility of the retailer to sell perfectly humidified cigars. Ready like, to smoke. Ready, ready to, smoke. to smoke, ready to go. Because they're receiving it from the manufacturers in perfect conditions. Yep. They have to or else, I mean, everybody will be losing a lot of money if the manufacturer's not delivering products that are absolutely perfect. So then it's the retailer's responsibility to properly store them and then sell them, whether that be online or a brick and mortar. Uh, now, have we all bought cigars that maybe have not been perfect yes mm -hmm. you know absolutely Every, everybody's had a cigar that hasn't been in the best conditions if this happens more than once at the same place i'm probably not going to buy any more cigars from them because then yeah. it's the retailer's responsibility that he's not holding up i mean there's many factors that go into not having properly uh stored cigars for sale that's a whole nother show, show i guess but If you have one, two, three bad experiences at a retailer, whether again online or or brick and mortar, that you that you have a bad experience purchasing a cigar, I'm not buying any more cigars from them. I don't have to go the extra mile to try to remedy something that should have already been delivered in good conditions. Yeah, it's, it's the equivalent. If, if you go to a grocery store and you buy bad and your fruit is bad or the vegetables are bad, that's the same concept, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, what Ivan is saying is is perfectly reasonable. Now, he is saying this from the standpoint of a guy in Miami where we have, <laughs> if the store down the street doesn't take care of their cigars, we can go to the one next door. I mean, it, right. we have, and so we are spoiled in that way. Whereas in it, other it other places, people are online aren't. also though. And yeah, so now, by the way, by chance, I don't know. I'm wearing a Boveda hat oh, by yeah. chance today. <laughs> That's right. And, so, and that wasn't by design. It really wasn't. It's because I haven't shaved my head and it looks fuzzy. So I threw a hat on and that's it. But, uh, but the point is an online retailer today has the, the ability to send you cigars with a Boveda pack inside or other, other humidification manufacturers. Mm -hmm. uh, so the cigar can get there in prime condition, right? So, That should not happen today, right? And as far as I know, and I deal with uh, and I speak with regularly, the biggest online retailers in the country, nobody overhumidifies their cigars on purpose. So don't think that that's that is a thing. Uh, and in terms of brick and mortars, I think most of the time it's the opposite. Most of the time at a brick and mortar, you'll find that the cigars are underhumidified. Because, for example, if you have like a whole store humidification and you buy the cigars that are near the door, the, the, you know, the dry air from the outside is drying and you're in a place where it's dry, not here in Florida. You can almost not dry them out here in Florida. Impossible. You open the door and more humid air comes in. So that, that not here. But in other places, uh, the cigars in a B&M can be drier. Um, and so, so I, I don't think that they... At least I've not come across a lot of overhumidified uh, in a BNM, and if it is, like like Ivan said, I probably if I walked in and I felt that 
You would notice it was it. too humid. I was like, you would notice I'm out. It. Yeah. Right. The last time we did, I don't know if you remember, we were doing a photo shoot in Curacao. And I walked into this little cigar shop that was in like on the main drag there in, in Curacao. And I walked in and I was like, oh my God, it's so freaking humid in here. <laughs> you I was like, sweating. No, nope. I am not buying this because this is this cigar is not going to be smokable. And I turned around and left. So again, I know that that doesn't work for everybody because if your local retailer is a certain way and, you know, so I, I get that. But for the most part, no, you should be buying your cigars in perfect, ready to smoke condition. That's, that's the line on that. Uh, and in terms of whether you should let them sit in your humidor beforehand or put them separately in a Boveda bag, like you said, c- cigars, like everything else in life, they seek an equilibrium in terms of humidity. So when you, when you bring in overly humidified cigars into a perfectly humidified humidor, they will balance themselves out, right? And so it'll be spread across, almost like spreading the risk like an insurance company. Mm-hmm. So it'll, the humidity will spread across and it'll maybe go up a little bit, but then it'll settle back down into what is the norm in your humidor. Uh, and, and vice versa, if you bring in a cigar that's dry, uh, all the other cigars' humidity and the humidity in the air will help that cigar come up faster. So, um, so yeah, again, I, we don't, we don't ascribe to these uh, overly geeky things in terms of, of messing around with your cigars. We really, I mean, we never have, by the way, and having said that, have you ever, and if you have, it's okay, but have you ever smoked an overly humidified or overly dry cigar here at Cigar Snob? Never. And I, yeah, I mean, we're not, we don't get stupid about it, but we make sure that they're humidified. Um, and in fact, there's cigar manufacturers who prefer their cigars Underhumidified, like a little bit. Like right. instead instead of sixty eight, they'll keep them at sixty five, right? Like I I remember a particular manufacturer. I remember I walked into to his uh, office and I looked at the humidor and it said sixty five, and I was like, "Are you low on water, or did you do that on purpose?" He's like, "No, I always keep my humidors at sixty five. I like them slightly drier, just a little bit drier because they burn better. That's what." And this was a major cigar manufacturer whose name you guys all know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, on top of everything, it is all personal preference as well. Exactly. Right. So it's almost like those old Cuban wives' tale. You know, it's 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 there's lightning outside. Turn off the TV or or you know don't think you, you just ate. You can't get in the ocean. You, yeah. You, you don't you, don't jump in the water. You after know what I mean? Yeah. So again, it's it's always about personal preference. And you nailed it, Eric. You know, maybe you like your your cigars a little on the drier side. Maybe you like them a little bit more humid. You know, you don't want to make it too humid because then you won't be able to smoke it. But it. There is no, you know, that I think, and I think the the key is it's okay to introduce new cigars to properly humidified cigars. I would be more, by the way, I would be more worried about bugs than I would about introducing a cigar that is too dry into my perfectly uh, humidified humidor. I would be more worried about drugs. 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 <laughs> well, I always worry about the drugs. <laughs> drugs are bad, okay? Drugs are bad. So, it's no, ra- bugs are ra- the biggest concern. Okay. Bugs are absolutely the biggest concern. So I would worry more about temperature. Well, I mean, obviously you have to worry about humidity, but all that being said, temperature is important because when the humidor is too warm, then the bugs can hatch, mm. and now you've got a humidor full of bugs. 
Uh, so I would always want to keep the humidor in a cool area. That would be number one on, on the temperature side. Uh, or if you have a refrigerator type humidor, those are fantastic. Um, so I'd be more worried about that uh, because bugs are bugs are a real problem. So sometimes uh, I will keep, not not sometimes, all the time, when we bring in cigars into our humidors, we always keep them in boxes. We never just put humidors loose. We have large humidors, though. But we never just leave them loose because if bugs break out, mm-hmm. then they're just contained to that box. Gotcha. So that makes they, they, don't, they don't eat through wood. So, Well, James, I hope that that answered your questions. And, and by the way, Justice, Illinois, about 12,000, just under 13,000 people. Man, what in that what is happening? It's we are a small one. We are hitting all these you small know, towns. Northeastern Illinois. So you're actually closer to Indiana, almost on the Indiana border, not nice. down like Chicago is like, yeah. you know, southwest uh, Illinois. So, you know, northeast uh, Illinois, you know, God's country, if you like. Good, <laughs> good fact finding there, by the way. Well, I, I appreciate that, Jimmy. Yeah. While we were yapping. That's what we do. That's what we do. So, Justice what Illinois. Is, what is Justice Illinois known for, other than our friend James? Uh, I, I, can, I can make something up if you want. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Buford T. Justice, the, the Smoking the Bandit, maybe? Wow. I'll take oh, a Diablo tea, sandwich. Huh? I'll take a Diablo sandwich and hurry up. I'm in a gosh darn hurry. All so, right. So, good. And... As a result, for starting this stimulating conversation, what happens? He gets a, uh, so our buddy James will get a cigar snob swag pack. Thank you, James. Nice. We, we should institute a round of applause for right. these questions. That's very, very nice very of you, James. Good. Thank you, man. Uh, and thanks to, I mean, we've gotten a ton of feedback. And I do want to sort of apologize for not replying to all of them. A lot of the questions have actually, we've covered a lot on the show. So we didn't want to repeat questions. Sure, sure. So, but keep them coming because uh, we, man, it's just, uh, it, it's cool to, I know that, you know, we sort of beat up James a little bit here on on the answers. We didn't mean to, but no, no, no. it's cool that we have these other viewpoints, right? Sure. Because, you know, we live here in this like right. very in, in cigar. In a humidor, you know. Yeah. Well, listen, you can always hit us up, questions at cigarsnob.com questions at cigarsnob.com and if we read it we'll get you a swag pack so That's right. so james in justice illinois watch out you don't want to have any neighbors so you know keep, keep an eye out on that we'll, we'll send you an email and, and we'll get all that information so that's a good start uh to our day and now here comes my man ioc with hey, something does from- uh wait does the date 1888 ring oh, a bell very good very, oh. since we're on the trivia tip and you're not allowed to google this 1888. Well, that was 100 years before my Dodgers won the World Series. Oh, okay. And there was the great blizzard in the Northeast. New York New York City got 21 inches of snow that. Oh I'm not going to Google this, so I don't. I, this you know is, what? I this don't. guy has tons of facts. Benjamin Harrison beat, Glo- beat Grover Cleveland and became president oh, of the United States. Look at Jimmy this go. Is this is my next trivial look pursuit at the big partner. Brain. Wow, hey, Jimmy. I'm just saying, you know, 1888, it was, it was a good year. Thanks for the setup. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what else it's important for, because it's the year Villiger Cigars was founded. Wow, this is the date that gave mm. rise to the first premium handmade cigar to hold Villiger's name, the Villiger 1888. And now the two newest additions to the historic line, the new Villiger 1888 Nicaragua and the Villiger 1888 Dominican Republic. My favorite of the two is the uh, Nicaragua which I had an opportunity to smoke at the PCA show this, this year in Las Vegas. That's right. And let me tell you, it was an amazing smoke. Just walking around with this. It's, it's 
beautiful dark wrapper with this like blue like label yeah it, it felt blue, like it, blue and gold right it felt like i was walking around with like a johnny walker blue label yeah. it, it was like super opulent it was a delicious smoke delivers notes of like roasted nuts rich mocha sweet caramel finish it's a super complex smoke with loads of flavor the villager 1880 nicaragua is made at the villager de nicaragua villager's newest cigar factory in Eteli, nicaragua so if you're in the mood for either the Nicaragua or the Dominican Republic, go out and try either one of the new Villiger's 1888s today. I wonder if uh, Benny Harrison, when he won the election, might have had himself a, an 1888. Ah, maybe. Maybe, maybe on his travels through he Geneva. He should have. Maybe the, the new launch from <laughs> Villiger. That's, that's my guy, Benny Harrison. Ah. Benny Harrison from the Old Bronx. Oh, Benny. Yeah. yeah, Benny from the Bronx. <laughs> Benny <laughs> from the Bronx. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you, Villiger. And it only means one thing now. Time to drink. Bourbon! And now, Perfect Pairings, brought to you by Total Wine and More. Bring out the booze. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Doggy. Here comes Yami with... uh, Bourbon is is my jam. (laughs) I was going to ask him, (laughs) is this your jam? It's always his jam. Bourbon is my jam. Uh, I was, I was. I guess, Thank other you. than tequila, Thank you. everything is your jam. Hey, although, because of you guys, I'll bet I've been more on my travels. More jammy. I, I, <laughs> I know I need to lose a little weight. I am a little jammy, but um, uh, I've been getting into mezcal. I've been trying to. Nice. Been I always my, said mezcal. Oye, mezcal, venga, mezcal. Mezcal. I almost heard himself saying it. I have some mezcal yeah. with, with some jalapenos. Sean Connery drinking mezcal. <laughs> mezcal. I am the last one. Um, but I've been drinking more mezcal, you know, it's especially the, the artisan ones. The, oh, the smokiness. So, But that's, that's you know, we did a mezcal. For another day. We did a mezcal a version of of you know the podcast so sure. i encourage Let's you to go it. and find that uh but today oh, we're doing some bourbon so 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 talk to me my friend yami came over here dropped some three little uh birthday presents for me here early birthday presents yeah so uh you know we partnered as always with total wine for a five to try segment in the magazine mm-hmm. and it was five to try bourbons and so so we gave yami the five but now we don't know which ones she chose out of that. You know what? I, I don't know very many things, but I think before it's so we may have all mine at one point. Maybe, maybe post-show. <laughs> that is true. Post-show. That is a little post-show. A uh, fair comment you know, to make. But, but for now, we'll do these three. All right. So I got it's A, B, and C. I have A. We all have A. And it's a it's a very golden yeah. amber hue. Yeah. Not too light, not too dark, I would mm-hmm. say. But uh, it's nice on the nose. It's nice. Uh, it's not like over the top. No. Uh, smells just, smells like a pretty woman on a first date. No, but it has like some uh, some fruiting uh, in addition to like the typical bourbon notes, uh, caramel and and vanillas. It has like a little mm. fruity thing in the background. It's good. It's kind of neat. L- just enough heat to to let you know. Very good. Yeah. I think I, I think I might have had a little bit too much there. <laughs> Yami, please come back. Take human sips, please. That's that's it's really very nice. Good. Very oh. good. Nice warm for the belly. Very nice. <laughs> we call that for the, for the berry. We call that a uh, a bourbon hug. Mm. That's what that's called. No, this is this is nice, man. Uh, I, I I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Should we do the Manolo? Well, wait. Which the full Manolo? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you want to go full Manolo? Is, is that is that like a Latino full Monty? The full full, full Manolo? <laughs> is that what we're doing? <laughs> Listen, the last time I did a full Manolo, the the judge <laughs> the judge said I wasn't allowed back there for for ninety days. So, oye, Manolo, venga. <laughs> 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 Sorry, uh, it could be a Monono too if you, if you, if you drink it too fast. It's a full Monolo. <laughs> okay, so in case anybody's forgotten, uh-huh. the Manolo involves taking a a big drag from your cigar, swishing it around your mouth, releasing it, then taking uh, a sip of the bourbon, mm. a small sip, a small sip, too late, and then. <laughs> and then exhale and try to get all the flavors that are still lingering from the smoke of the cigar with the uh, the heat and flavors that are coming out of the bourbon. And then you get a good. All right, Manny, let's go. This. Let's yeah. go. Let's, let's do this. Let's go, Manolito. Well, apologies for the moment of silence as we Manolo. <laughs> hey, you could always watch this on YouTube and you could see us Manolo in front of your very eyes. You're right over there. <laughs> Holy cow! Wow, goes nice, right? I, I think I was able to see behind me. It does. It does. I just uh, <clears throat> the bourbon it almost masked all of it for me. Yeah, yeah. On the Manolo, but when I was just pairing it normal, yeah, I was able to get the cigar and the and the bourbon to play. Once I Manoloed it, I was getting more more notes from the bourbon actually. Because the cigar almost like the smoke like felt like a like a baseline in the back, and I was picking up more things from the bourbon. Yeah, it, it almost feels like the the bourbon is definitely the the alpha here. It is the a, it is the A side if you, if you're into boxing. It is the A side of the the card here. All right, so that was A. And moving on because my my bourbon's already gone. So <laughs> let's move let's move on to B. Um, about the same color. Right, maybe a, a tad lighter, maybe a, a, a shade. I lighter. agree. Not as not as uh, doesn't dance as much on the nose as A did. It's it's milder. Yeah, it's more Com- muted on the nose. Yeah, yeah. The alcohol's more subdued. The flavors are a little bit more toned down. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Definitely a little I mean, conservative. It's approachable. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very smooth. All right, let's see. Let's see what it how it plays with uh, with Rocky here. So I didn't. I haven't smoked it. I haven't paired it with the cigar yet. I just had it on its own. I don't think I love this one. Uh, I I prefer so if A was a better, more balanced bourbon to me. This has one note back there that I'm not loving. This is, I would call this an introvert. Shy, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, I, I don't think this plays at all. Uh, no. Um, this has, it, by the way, it has more alcohol for sure than A. Has a little heat at the end. Yeah, it's it's noticeable. At, I, at I, the end. I feel it on, on, my, uh, on my lips and on my tongue. I feel it. I feel the alcohol. Would you consider, since, since it's so kind of like timid in, in the sense that it doesn't really pop, is this, this isn't, this isn't a mixing bourbon, is it? No. Because it just feels like it's, it's just, there's, it's not, there's nothing wrong with it. It just kind of. No, it's still a, a sipper, but it's like a, like a one, almost like a one trick pony to me. Mm. 
you know, I, just, like, I like that. That's a very, I don't think it does any, I think on its own. Amazing. Great. Great. But I don't, I don't, I don't think it does anything to the cigar. It doesn't, doesn't enhance it. Doesn't take away from it. It just kind of coexists with it. Does that have like a little, that like little MGP type of note that I always talk about? Probably. It's MG, like a MGP. MGP is you know a, me. Is a, yeah, you don't want MGP? <laughs> no. I, I, I don't know, but it tastes like, like the, I'm going to go out on a limb. It tastes, this B tastes like they don't distill their own product. Mm. They buy the distillate from a company like MGP or somebody else. They buy their own distillate and age it. That's what that, it has, there's one little note that I can always get when that's the case. Because that's some next level tasting shit right No, there. I could be completely wrong. I could be full of it. Okay. I could be full of it, but I taste that. It, it always has that. I always taste it. So Is it like a I, corniness? I, I, before I, I knew what MGP was, I used to call it like it has like an over the top corny okay, flavor. Okay. And by corny, I mean corn. Right, right, right. I will say this. When, when I took a, a puff of Rocky and then took a sip, it drew out that one note of the bourbon. And it felt very, I don't know, if it's caramelly or it, it, it brought it out a little bit more. I've Maybe. tried to like it, but I don't. I don't. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. I, I, don't, I don't think they, I think they're, you know. But the cigar is going great with them because I. On you're the retro, right. You're going ret. If I'm, I just took the first puff with it. You're just right. Keep going retro hail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cigar is going great with both of them. Now the that the, I do agree that the second one was missing something. It, it didn't feel. I don't know if it's aged. So or the cigar distilled. helped yeah. helped the bourbon in this helped. case. It, yes, yes. It brought out yeah that note because the cigar comes in with tons of that like again chocolate and earthy and and sweet stuff that that the bourbon is kind of missing. So. Getting like, not not a bad bourbon, just uh, yeah. Because remember, my... remember the, the the exercise that we're doing here is the pairing. It's not saying that a bourbon yeah. is bad. Or it's just it's like hard that. not to exactly get it's... picky. But we're getting great juice here from Total Wine yeah, every nope. time. Yeah, of course, every time. So so let's go to C now. Well, this one's darker. Yeah, C has a much much better nose. Holy crap! Hello, this one this one's got. How are you doing? This is uh, pleased to meet you. And my name is Manolo. Uh, nose is nice. Have you ever uh, Manoloed? <laughs> this is this is where. Have you ever been to the south of France? Do you want a Manolo with me? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are losing everybody. We're, 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 There's we're, people just tuning out right we're, now. We're, we're, like, di- we're dimming the lights. Retards? We're dimming the lights, and we're leaning in when we talk on this one. Here we go. So I'm gonna take a little sippy sip of C. The sweetest of the three. Yeah. Mm. Very sweet. Caramel. Oh, don't yeah. say very sweet. Very. It's, well, it's, it's in sweet. comparison. In comparison. Yeah. Oh, yeah, to yeah. the three, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, because, you know, we're tasting these three, but the people out there are just, just right, hearing right. us. Right, right, right. And when we say very sweet, it sounds like, oh, sweetener right, right. or well, something. Compared, no, com- not at all. Com- compared to the three, yes, it's it's sweeter. Yeah, by the way, on a, on a bourbon, <sighs> to call it a bourbon, you cannot add sweeteners. You can't add anything. Mm. So whatever it gets, it gets from the barrel and, I, and the I feel distillate. Like it's, I would say the word for me is crisp. crisp. Really? Because I, I found that it had a, a, like a better, more full-bodied mouthfeel, right? Like, it, like I, I'm still tasting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's nice. 
This is good. <clears throat> All right, so let's let's go let's go drink and puff. I mean, so we're taking a drink. Ooh, so good. It has more coitus. No, no coitus. Co- what is it? Coitus was the word. <clears throat> coitus is sex. Are we uh, are we having coitus here with this bourbon? He's trying to say that it's cloying, but Chloe, it's not. Chloe, it's not Chloe. The no, isn't she the bartender at that one place? It's just, the show I have to throw that, I have to throw that off the rails. Doesn't she have the ta- she has the tattoos? We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Leave uh, Chloe out of this. All right. So how is how is C with the cigar? Yeah. I find it to be sweeter than the three, but again, the the fullness and the complexity of the cigar like makes it all right in my palate. When you take the puff and then take a sip. Yeah, I, I know. I it agree. It just opens up yeah. in your mouth. And it's got heat, but not too much. It's got just the right amount of heat. Yeah, this is like... Uh, this is like a bottled and bond kind of hundred proof type thing. And and I I apologize since I'm a bourbon person it is they're all gone at this point. But but I may have to just you know, to make sure I might have to have some more. Uh, I, no, I, I I think C good. is your winner right here. Yeah, unanimous. I think I liked A. You, yeah, I I thought A was good too. Yeah, that really the only one I I wasn't a fan of was B. Mm, so good. Yeah. Hmm. Should we reveal? Well, quick question. Mm-hmm. Yes. You say you like A. You like A for what reasons over C? Feels like like C might be, um, like I said, this I, I bring the sweetness thing up there. It's a little too sweet for my palate. Okay. Feels like the alcohol is higher, which no, I, no which, question, which I like. But A seems like it's a little bit more imbalanced with the alcohol. So. Yeah, A is really nice. Um, so I, I struggle with I think I think A is probably something you can drink neat, like what we're doing here. Right, right. Uh, you can probably do that more often than you can do C, since C is clearly a higher alcohol. Again, I, I feel it all over the place. My my tongue is tingling. Like I, I it's <laughs> yeah, it's sizzling. So I. I I can. It's definitely got more alcohol. I think for me, whereas A, you can you can definitely drink more of it. Sure. And uh, before you start to get hammered, uh, <laughs> but I still like uh, the fullness of C. But man, it's it's a toss up. It's a toss up. I think, I, so. I think for me, for me, if 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 you like heat in your spirits, I think A has a lot of heat. Which, if if you I, like man, heat, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. For me, I got a lot of heat. Yeah, C, I don't. C has, is is you get heat, but it's doesn't get in the way of the cigar. So for me, I would go with C just because there's almost the perfect amount of heat, flavor, and it really plays for me with Rocky. I, I think if we'd be smoking with something that had less flavor, less strength, I think these bourbons would have knocked it out. Like, I think this stands up very, very well to all of them. And that's why it's like, almost like... Right? So, yes, I agree. I would say in all of the, in all three, when I took the puff first, rather than the Manolo, the Manolo I, did, I only did it with the first one, and, and it, it didn't, didn't work. work as well okay. 
as when I took the puff first. Manolo. And then <laughs> took the sip, right? A small sip, because if you take too much, then you drown it out. So I think the cigar has stood up uh, beautifully to this. No, yeah. Rocky went in there and, and, you know, heavyweight champ right now. Mm, look, I mean, so you can also go the other way. You can take the sip and then just let that bourbon flavor mm-hmm. just dissipate and then take the puff. And it's delicious as well. The cigar is the star right now. Yeah, right. right. That's really good. Now, you know, that doesn't always happen. Like most of the time, the cigar struggles to keep up with that because it's, it's alcohol, you know? Is that, so, is, is that, is that, can you say that because of the double binder? No, nah, I think, I think it's the backbone, the, the Nicaragua, mm-hmm. Honduras, earthy, peppery core that kind of battles it out with the, with the low notes of the, of the bourbon. Well, only one thing left to do. All right. Either have more and reveal. All right. Let me take one, one last sip just, of sea. Just in case for the flies. What's the left most, guys? How is That's it? good. I still, I still, I love A. I finished A. I like C, higher alcohol. It's tough. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. All right. Let's I see. Mean, I mean, I would say C. For me, it's C. But let's find out. Bring out Yami. Let's go. By the way, Yami has got. Usually, Yami is known for her for her eyewear in terms of her glasses, but her her skirt today it's, it's a it's a full length skirt. It, it looks like a newspaper. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying this full length. Can you see it? Very nice. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, let's go here. I'm going to give you the microphone. Ready for me here? Yes. A. Hang on. Can we see her? Okay. All right. A. Jefferson's Ocean. Oh, look at that. Look at that. And it's a straight bourbon whiskey, 45% alcohol. Okay. I'm not going to put the bottles out until I'm done. Okay, okay. I like that. I like that. I like that because then then we see ahead of time. You're right. Yes. It's a good move. B. Not sure how to say this, but then again, I'm known. I'm known for this. Calumet Farms. Thank you. Oh. And this is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, fifty percent alcohol. C is Chestnut Farms, bottled in bond, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, fifty percent alcohol. So the last two were were both hundred proof. And it's all about it's all about Kentucky. Go cats! Oh, here they are. So here's here's. Here's Jefferson. Ah, bueno. The only reason that came through is because she's in my favorites. That's my mom. Thank you. <laughs> so there, that's Jefferson. And then here is Calumet. So, and, and what I love about it, you can tell which ones are the Kentucky ones because there's a horse on it. And then Chestnut, another horse, bottled and bond. I mean, these are all excellent. I mean, it was picking... Yeah, yeah uh, tough. It's, it's it's a perfect ten redhead, blonde, right, and dark hair. It's, it's 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 up to you, really. I thought it was interesting that we liked the Jefferson a lot. Yeah, it was good. It was very um, good. Calumet. We did not love Chestnut Farms. We did love Superstar. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. May I have a little bit more? Just of, Man, of, go to of, town of the Chestnut go because you know to who, town, my who friend. am I to to stop uh, commerce? So Jefferson's Ocean, which was A, is uh, aged at sea. So this is is that the uh, Jimmy? Can yes. you look at the bottle? Does that say weeded 
The no, no, the Jeffersons. Oh. Does that say weeded or is it? It does say weeded. Yeah, weeded yeah. mash bill. Yeah. So that's aged the, ocean aged at sea. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the the weeded Jeffersons, uh, and it goes on the bottle. It'll tell you like the voyage that it went on. That one is voyage like twenty nine. I can see it from here. Uh, and then the Calumet is the Calumet bottled in bond ten year, and chestnut. Chestnut is also bottled in bond. That's an excellent now, can product. You, can you explain to me? I, I, it's been explained to me. What does bottled in bond mean? So again, uh, we did this last last time we did bourbons. So what do you, why don't you guys speak? You guys can both. Well, we're just we're, we're just making sure you guys uh, can both talk. Thank you. No, no, no. There you go. Whoa. You got to know your people. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. Thank you. So, so bottled in bond means. So bottled and bond, it, so the number one thing you need to know is bottled and bond is going to be 100 proof. Okay. Right? And so that was a, uh, that was a stipulation in, in, the, uh, in the bourbon uh, definition that says that the whiskey is bottled at 100 proof and stored in a government warehouse, uh, government bonded warehouse. Okay. Right? For tax purposes. So what you get with a bottled and bond is that you know that the stuff in the bottle has been uh, overseen by the government and has been certified that it doesn't have any additives, doesn't have any of that. It is 100 proof. Right? And so it's like a a certificate of quality. Mm -hmm. Like you know that bottled and bond is going to be um, it's gonna have that that quality. There's, no, there's fillers, no tricks. There's no fillers. Colors, there's no nonsense. None yeah, of that nonsense. Yeah, right. yeah. So, so specifically, the uh, Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. As always, Perfect Pairings is brought to you by Total Wine and More, where you'll always find the right bottle at the right price with their lowest price guarantee. You can visit Total Wine at TotalWine.com. And boy, they, as usual. They, they hooked out, us up. They headed out of the park with this one. Amazing. All right. So we've got the Rocky Patel DBS. Where are we right now? And I say you, Ivan Ocampo. Where are you at? I've enjoyed retro hailing the hell out of the cigar. So the strength has, has maintained. Yeah. And maybe even and like maybe gone up. up a tiny bit. Yeah. But still nothing's gotten overwhelming yep. and like harsh. So it's very still very creamy and smooth. So the flavors have maintained throughout, and I think it's 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 maintained its deliciousness from the beginning. How about you, Jim? Well, I'll tell you what. We, you know, we always talk about journeys, right? Experiences, how cigars turn. But there's something to be said about a cigar that's just good from beginning to end. And I'm about, you know, I'm on the sec. I'm up. I got rid of the DBS label, and I'm into the Rocky Patel label, and it is amazing. Still the same. Still solid. Just rock star stuff. Where where would you smoke this in your day? Is this a end of day celebratory type smoke or is it a lunch smoke? Where, where are you at? You know, it's weird because it feels in terms of the labels and stuff, it feels like it's a, it's a, it's a celebration. And, and, the, and the price, let's be honest, right? right at I mean, 20 bucks, yeah. that's I mean, kind it, of a celebratory type price. It feels price. like it's, it's, you know, a graduation. It, it, to me, you know, my daughter is getting married. Uh, in, in the next couple of months. So for me, congratulations. Thank you. For me, this feels like it's a wedding cigar. It's, it feels like it's the end of the night. She's married. She's out the door. 
Jesus, let's have, let's have a good smoke. And this yep. this would be my wedding cigar, Absolutely. honestly, honestly. So this is a, a celebration, but at the same time, you know, celebrations are, are are different. You know, for you, it could be you got that promotion, or you know what, shoot, you hit that three team parlay. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you know? And, but what gets me more than anything, Eric, is is its consistency. It never wavers, and that's yeah. and that's hard to find. Yeah, I thought I thought the cigar. You're right. It it was good throughout, from beginning to. I'm a little farther down than you. I'm about to pull off the uh, mm-hmm. the main band, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, excellent. It just it kept creeping up, creeping up slowly in strength. Right. Yeah, it's so, one of those things where sometimes you know you go to a nice dinner and you're paying you know seventy dollars for a dinner and you're like, eh. Trust me, every cent is accounted for in this in, in this cigar. Every cent. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. Uh, so now the strength has crept up. So here's where I'm at. If you if you're listening, um, I've got like uh, maybe an inch and a half left. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see. Um, and so with an inch and a half left, the strength has now become now has come fully into medium to full status like three quarter mm-hmm. right which is in in my book that's that's a good strong cigar yeah. it's right and so with the strength elevated some of the more delicate notes have dropped off and now it is dark chocolate earth uh maybe like uh maybe like molasses have have sort of crept into the picture a little bit and so that's really a fantastic effort here by rocky honestly i I, i'm enjoying it yeah it doesn't seem like they rushed the process to make it seems like Mm. they used true great tobacco uh aged properly i mean the construction's been excellent you you know you're right i agree uh if you look at uh, again if you're on youtube you can see the wrapper the burn line on the wrapper when you don't see any any bubbling there, any any big bubbles on the edge of where the burn is happening, or any major discolorations. Nat, can they see that? Yeah. Okay. So if you don't see any major discolorations, like, for example, sometimes you'll get uh, at very dark on the burn line, right, which is natural because that's where the, the burning is happening. And then you'll get, like, this white or lighter uh, little strip around the edge. And then it'll and then it'll stay back to brown the the color of the wrapper. When you have that, that wrapper maybe didn't go through the full fermentation process at the right speed. Uh, this cigar, I'm I'm not joking. I mean, it is really perfectly aged wrapper tobacco. And if it wasn't, we wouldn't be able to smoke it because when you've got a thick San Andres wrapper and you've got two thick broadleaf binders those mm-hmm. leaves are thick there's no way around it it wouldn't burn right right so really well done honestly so far one of my favorite rockies uh i remember i smoked a fa- longtime fans of the show know i smoked a 60 on rocky's 60th birthday and at that party that 60 was my favorite <laughs> rocky uh i think this is so far until uh until that other one that comes out, the conviction, which if it comes out the way that I tasted it, holy crap, that's going to be good. Well, I feel like I've become the mysterious man because anytime I'm at, a, I'm at a lounge or anywhere somebody's smoking a cigar and there's no band on their cigars. Yeah. I'm always like, what are they, what are they at? 
what is that? That looks so. I, I've reached mysterious man status Ooh, with this rock okay. hotel. So the band is off, and it is rock star. It is kicking ah, good. ass. It's good so, product. So awesome. So listen, we've talked about the man enough with with what he's delivered to us. Let's talk to the man, the man, the myth, the legend. Here's Rocky Patel. All right, we are at Rocky Patel World Headquarters. What is going on, Mister Rock? We got a guest today. Rocky Patel himself. Thank you, guys. It's great to be here. Thanks for coming over and uh, coming over to our office in Naples. I know you guys get a little stuck in Miami quite a bit, but it's nice to have you across the alley here. So looking forward to a great show. Palatial office, by the way. It yeah. is a very nice spread you got here. But we had to renew our passports to, to get over here. So it took a little while. It took a little while. Yeah, man. Yeah. But no, thank you, man. Thank you for having us. And uh, it's exciting. It's always fun to get together. We've been friends for a long time. Well, we love you guys and miss you guys. And uh, it's always good when you come over. And unfortunately, we don't go get over to that side unless we're traveling internationally or something like that. And uh, it's nice to have you in the, in the quiet part of the world. Yeah, in the friendly confines of Naples, Florida. Correct. But it doesn't get quiet too many times here, though. Eh. Anyway, so... Uh, so why don't we do this? On the show, uh, we smoked the DBS. Correct. And we couldn't stop saying good things about it. We absolutely loved it. So can you, can you talk a little bit about like the blending strategy for that? Because I talked on the show about how strange it is, or not how strange, but how uncommon it is to have a broadleaf binder, right? Because the binder typically helps the wrapper burn along, right? In a lot of cases, when you've got a thick wrapper, you usually go with a thinner wrapper, a thinner binder to help it burn. In this case, you go double binder. So I kept saying how this is, you know, high quality broadleaf for it to burn at the rate, because all three of them burn beautifully. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have to give a lot of respect to Amilcar, who's my partner at the factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. He does a fantastic, fantastic job of really curing and fermenting the tobacco. And he's got uh, so many family members he's brought over from Cuba. They're running our farms now in Esteli and Condega. And uh, like you mentioned, it is a very thick leaf. We have a Connecticut broadleaf and we have a Pennsylvania broadleaf, two broadleafs. Uh, as binders in that, uh, you know, blend. On top of which, we have a San Andres wrapper. Exactly. And it's a higher priming wrapper. So you got three thick leaves. And to try and get three thick leaves, and there's really no Seiko in it, there's Viso. So uh, when you actually spend a lot of time fermenting the tobacco and curing the tobacco, uh, you can see how well that cigar burns. You know, it's got rid of all the nitrogen, the boron, the potassium, the magnesium, all that fertilizer. So it took a lot of time in the curing and fermentation. And that's why the beauty of that cigar is it's rich, it's decadent, uh, but it's also, you know, velvety and smooth kind of because of the aging. And, and you get so much flavor from the broadleaf. I mean, one of the hardest basically tobacco leaves to get right now is broadleaf anywhere, as you both know. And so to have that with that, uh, you know, a Mexican San Andreas is amazing. We loved it. I kept showing, like, I, I even, you, know, you don't always do that when you're on these, on these podcasts, but just like what I'm smoking right now, the wrapper, I kept showing the wrapper on the, on the camera because it was burning so beautifully, uh, you know, and, and that shows you how well it's been processed. 
right? If, if you have, an, and I talked a little bit earlier about how when you have those discolorations and you have the bubbling, and that's, that's probably been rushed. Absolutely. And so just like this cigar that we're smoking right now, uh, it was burning beautifully. And so I think that's a good transition point to talk about what we're smoking. Yeah. And this, and this cigar, this? this cigar is only like two and a half, maybe three and a half weeks old. So yeah, you, you told us before we lit them. It goes into yeah. the quality of curing and fermentation. So when it's newly, newly rolled, holding a lot of, you know, water, uh, it still burns well. It, it's, it's really to the art of curing and fermentation taking time. But <clears throat> really proud of this project. It's a project called Conviction. Um, we really wanted to showcase luxury lifestyle, which is really what this beautiful industry is about. You know, it's a cottage industry. Uh, the amount of art and passion that goes in all the way from the farm to the curing to the fermentation to the craftsmanship of the cigars. Uh, we really, really wanted to showcase it to the world. So uh, we started our own farms in 2014 in Esteli and Condega. And I recently happened to go down there, and we were doing inventory because we're building a new factory, and we're in 12 different buildings. And by the time we were done, I think I counted 18,697 bales of tobacco. Now, these are bales that have already gone through the fermentation process that are just aging. This doesn't include all the pylones that we have in three different buildings. And then I came across some 2014 bales, and I said to Milka, how come we still, he goes, well, I've been saving this for some special project. So we literally took that tobacco, and then we had uh, some of the old Senators wrapper, which we love, and we tried to get it as close to the Tersario process that they have in Cuba, but we didn't have the palms, right? It but basically use. took that technology and did it in a box with the fermentation, and then we took the best four rollers that we had, team of two, uh, limited them to 250 cigars a day. And um, we took the tobacco from Esteli and Condega from these bales, made blends in that. And this is like going back. I've been working on it for a year and a half um, on these blends. We made like 78 blends, came down to three, couldn't decide. It was five box press, 13 round, 15 round, and it was going back and forth, back and forth. Um, anyway, I ended up choosing the box press. Um, and so the cigar just was rich, and I was worried it might be a little too strong. But after it's been sitting, it's really smooth, and it's mellowed, and there's balance there. Yeah, uh, so we're killer. excited about the project, and, and so we wanted to, it to scream luxury. And so kind of like Louis Vuitton, it comes in a beautiful, you know, it's so actually going to be gold. This is a work in progress. If you're listening to this on the audio-only version of the show, hop over to YouTube and watch watch the video unveil of the uh, of the conviction box. So this is the box. Sorry about the little stickers, but yeah, this is a work in progress. Here. Man, that's beautiful. And then uh, you open it up, and you get these beautiful, beautiful gold bars. Wow. Oh, that's bad. All that's right, sick. that's beautiful. I love it, and it's. Yep, it's going to be metal. Yeah. And um, this is just a model, let's say, placeholder, mock-up. But the real deal will be out, I think, mid-October. So, so it's going to be gorgeous. Us, yeah, the, the price point. So the, the retail on this cigar, there's one size. It's going to be a Toro 6.5 by 52. Um, and we only made 5,000 boxes of it. That's it. You know, So uh, each pair made 250 cigars a day. And um, 5,000 boxes of it, $100 retail. 
and it's going to be special. So we, when we spoke to Amirkan at the show, he says that when you smoke a Rocky Patel product, you don't smoke any young tobacco. That everything has been aged. That's and correct. He says that in his words, he goes, "Yo wado, yo wado," which means he puts away yeah. he puts away tobacco, and that he had this very special batch that you guys read across, and then this is what you were going to use, and and it really comes across. And I really it? want to bring you guys, and I also want to bring all your consumers down one day. You know, right now. Uh, we have a couple homes in Honduras where we host everybody, right? And that factory is big, beautiful, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, it's owned by the Placencia family, but, you know, we basically run it. And we have Marissa and our people there. But in Nicaragua, uh, the operation is pretty stunning because it's completely vertically integrated, right? So we have our own farms in Esteli. We bought more farms in Esteli. We got farms in Condega uh, and you know, the amount of tobacco that we've been growing and buying also, you know, whether it's from ASP, whether it's from uh, the Oliva growing family, whether it's from uh, Mexico, Brazil, all over. Uh, I love stockpiling because that's the only way you can come out with new blends and consistent blends. And so uh, when we build this new factory right now, it's hard to give tours when you're in 12 different buildings. Right. Yeah. And so. Uh, and it's, uh, I feel like, you know, there's stuff everywhere. It's not as organized as I like it. And I just had a meeting yesterday with the architects and we're finalizing the drawings, but, uh, we'd love to showcase Nicaragua when I'm done, but can, I can promise you the cigars coming out of there are fantastic. So when, when is that project going to be quote unquote complete? Cause I know that's, it's never complete there. You I'm building. thinking that we'll probably have a shovel in the ground. I'm hoping by November, and then they're telling me 18 months from there. So when they say 18 months, give it two years, right? Yeah. So so 26, I'm thinking, you know, so 2026. So you talked about how you like stockpiling, and we talked about how Amica uh, stockpiles tobacco. So as you mentioned, you also buy a lot of tobacco, and we had – you know, we've talked about it a couple of times, alluded to it, the trade show. We had the PCA trade show recently. And you you released another cigar in addition to, to the conviction. You released the Dark Star. Correct. And the Dark Star had I, I was I was surprised to see Paraguayan tobacco in there. Yeah, so, so you know so that I've, was strange. Tell us I've about been that. spending a lot of time in Europe because that market is really growing. Um, and so, um, being there, I had the opportunity to try a lot of Cuban cigars and there's no doubt when you get a good Cuban cigar, uh, and it's well constructed, which is rare, but when you do get a good one, they're distinct, they're different. Um, they have this lingering sweetness. Uh, they're usually no more than medium bodied compared to what we call the new world cigars. And so... Uh, it's it's easier to blend a richer, fuller-bodied smoke, but to make a medium or mild cigar with layers of character is much more difficult. And so I was trying to come up with something unique and different to kind of resemble that taste profile. And so we made a lot of different blends, and I love Hamastron because it does have that sweetness. I love the Corolla wrapper because it's not aggressive and it's got flavor. And so we started with those tobaccos, and then, you know, in the edge, for years, we didn't tell anybody the filler, 50% of the filler is Panamanian, and nobody else had Panamanian. And we were running short of the Panamanian tobacco, and it's a Haltepec seed, that's the seed varietal. Well, we found some Haltepec seed varietal grown out of Paraguay, and we tried it, 
and then we had Nestor grow it in Honduras, and it turned out quite good. It's very similar to the Panamanian. And so, like, um, uh, we have about, I think, 20 or 25% of the Paraguay tobacco in it, and I think it is a light to medium-bodied cigar, but it's got that lingering sweetness that I'm looking for. And, uh, you know, that will be out in October, too, and the cigar is called Dark Star. So um, and that price point is going to be between $10 and $13. Uh, so I think uh, it's uh, very affordable. And, and I think, uh, you know, mainly my objective was that cigar was released to compete in the European market. I was going to ask about Cubans. that. Yeah. So that... So conviction isn't going to Europe. It will. There's it will. only 1,500 boxes going to Europe. The rest will stay domestically. 3,500 boxes here. And Dark Star was created to target mm -hmm. that European was consumer. Was created to target that European Cuban consumer. Yeah. Right. Obviously, it's going to be released in the United States too. But it was really targeted because of go after that Cuban taste profile. And why? Just curious. Why Dark Star? We ran out of names. <laughs> Be honest with you, it is so hard. Yeah. Uh, I think Kaiser has all the names registered. Yeah, yeah, you know, so much, uh, you, you just run out of names after a while. I mean, same with you know, DBS was easy because double broadleaf. You know, mm -hmm. with the with the San Andreas wrapper. Uh, but yeah, it's literally ran out of names. We're throwing names around and keep looking and looking. I mean, there's, there's Matrix, there's Maverick. There's, we threw so many names. There's cigarette companies with that. It's very hard to come up with names anymore. It is. It is now. So you talked about that 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 sort of Cuban style of blending, right? And uh, do you see do you see yourself blending more cigars in that way? Did that in, did that has that changed the way you blend generally, or uh, do you still think you know? Because the style of cigar that really put Rocky Patel on the map is almost like an anti Cuban style. Yeah, it's more. Right? Yeah, it's in your face. It was flavorful. It, you know, like it's kind of like it's kind of it's kind of like how I cook, right? With yeah. a rich, decadent, medium to full complexity. Right. So, um, but I don't like it so that it's aggressive. I like medium to full, lot of rich flavors, but I also like the balance, right? So uh, it can't be overwhelming. Just kind of you know, and it can't be acidic. Um, so my taste profile has always been medium to full. I am starting to settle down with age a little more, and I'm yeah. going towards more of the medium, and I'm finding, you know, like before I drank a lot of big Cabernets, and now I like the Brunellos, which are really more medium body, but they have layers, layers, layers of, you know, funk and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I'm starting to really attract myself towards more of the medium-bodied cigars with more layers and layers of character. I think, I think smokers' palate evolved. Absolutely, and they start pulling back a bit. As, but as as you said, not all cigar makers can make uh, a very medium cigar that has. Yeah, and I think the real cigar. geeks do like the full-bodied stuff, but they're like really—it's a very small percentage, right? That 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 geek out on the full-bodied stuff. I mean, I no, I like a great full-bodied cigar too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, after a good meal. I like something rich, but but I also enjoy something now medium mild. I'm still working through. I'm getting there with the uh, with with the new white label we had. Yeah. So I've I've started smoking that you know quite a bit. But that that's for medium body cigar that does have quite a bit of flavor. You know, for us for us it's a it's different, right? We we have to smoke everything, and 
and we have to try to set aside our personal personal preferences yeah. and, and try to find what's good about this cigar, what's right about it, whether it's mild, medium, or full. And, uh, and, and you have to sort of, okay, this was executed right. This was executed well. This was, you know, or you have a mild cigar that's just too mild and it has no flavors. And yeah, it was well made, but it has no flavors. So... Well, you know, the thing, I promise you that when I, when I gave you, um, if you were to smoke the conviction, like we literally got it a week after it was rolled, you know, and uh, I was down there, I made the blends, and then I had a milk to send them up. You would have thought this cigar is on the plus side of medium to full. And I was sitting here talking to Nish and Adam, a bunch of people in the office. I said, this cigar has got a ton of flavor, but I think it's so full that it's going to have a limited audience. And then once it just sat after a week, another 10 days, it, it just, and now you think it's all, all a medium, right? It is so sweet and so creamy. Yeah. I, mean, I can't believe. So, I can't, I, I we could only smoke and I was this worried, every day in the office. Yeah, and I was worried there's no way anybody in Europe's going to smoke it. And I said, this is going to be, it was that rich and powerful, but it was holding a lot of water. And so, but now it's, it's only been like, how long since the show? That's uh, Maybe four weeks, four and a half, five weeks. Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, it's very sweet, very creamy. It is. I think it's nothing if not creamy, right? It's uh, and it it does have that like uh, it isn't full strength at all. It's I would say closer to medium. Pepper, but it is subtle, very very full, subtle. Not it's hard. Full, full in the mouth though, in terms of like the body of it. The body of the smoke is is thick. Yeah. And so that that I like about it. So not a lot of strength, but a lot of body and flavor. So really well done. I, I we smoked it at the show with Amika and he gave it to me on Bandit. I had no idea what it was. Okay? So we're at that uh, Luca bar there at, at the Venetian and I had just finished having dinner. I hadn't smoked a cigar since, you know, the end of the trade show day. And so I woke up, I'm not smoking anything. And he goes, you want to smoke something? I go, yeah. So he pulls out of this little muscle and he gives me this cigar without a label. And uh, I'm like, what is it? He's like, just smoke it. And so I'm smoking. I'm like, damn, dude, this is, this is really good. And he's like, you, you like it? I, yeah, this is excellent. This may be the best cigar I've smoked today. And, and so we kept talking. I kept smoking. I was like, dude. It better be. What, <laughs> what is this? And he's like, don't worry about it. Rocky will tell you what it is later. But. If you like it, that's good. So I kept smoking because, well, I put it in my notes, like what were the notable cigars of the trade show. Right. And I put that unbanded cigar that Amika gave me from Rocky. And so later I find out that it's the conviction, but I didn't know that when I put it in my notes. And so that, to me, that sold me, right? It's like, yeah, and we didn't really give out any samples at the show, right? I mean, I, I, I wanted to. I just got lucky that I walked up yeah, to him yeah, just yeah, to yeah. say hi at the bar. Yeah. You know, so, so the next day I was like, hey, uh, you think I could have another one of those? I was like, all right. <laughs> so you've, you travel often, right? And, right? and look, searching for new blends, new tobacco, visiting retailers. What's on the, what's on the horizon coming up? Well, we're already planning, you know, for the trade show this year is going to be in March. So this is interesting. Usually you get a year break in between to plan projects, to come out with new blends. 
And as I was telling you earlier, we're already working on our packaging for releases next year for March. And uh, we're not launching um, at, in March any new brands per se uh, that are like longevity brands. We're just doing um, two limited editions. One is going to be called the Year of the Dragon. And the other one is a limited edition slash limited release. We haven't come up with the name, and it's only going to be 5,000 boxes. That's it. So uh, I, I think we have a strong portfolio now uh, within the last three years of everything we've had between the 60, White Label, Disciple, DBS, Now Conviction, Dark Star. I think we have a very, very, very strong portfolio that we want to focus on besides our vintage and edge and decade and everything, Sangram, everything else we have. But So I, I think it's time to just drive those brands, focus on those brands, and come out with some fun pet projects that are just small batch projects. So I th- we're just going to have two small batch releases at the show. I think you, you jumped your travels to March because we have, <laughs> we, have we have a lot now, right? Yeah, so, we have Germany now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm actually uh, going to spend the next month and a half in Europe. I, I start in Greece, then go to Croatia, then Bulgaria, then Montenegro, then Serbia. Uh, and then from there, I'm going to Holland and then Belgium and then Germany and close my trip out in Spain. Um, mostly all for work. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. How much of that is work? I imagine that after Intertabac, which is mid-September, early to mid-September, after that, you take a break, right? Uh, yeah, and so I, I, I leave on part. August 14th. I actually have a, a small vacation in Greece, and after that, I'm working till October 1st in Europe. Then I come back and I have events lined up yeah. all through October, starting in Arizona uh, here. We might have to send out a camera crew to follow them around. <laughs> yeah, that no must, what, a, what a great trip that sounds like. Yeah, six in the morning, catching flights, waking up. Uh, yeah, landing landing somewhere, getting in a car with wow. toast salespeople, pounding the road. It gets old. Yeah, yeah. The worst is laundry. And, uh, you know, it's so hard because you stay in these tiny little hotels in Europe, as you know, right? Showers are small. Uh, there's no elevators, so you're carrying your stuff up. And you got to be in suits and ties. So it's difficult to get laundry and do that. And there's no irons there. And so you're not there for long enough. No, you're not yeah. there long enough to do laundry. So the, the worst part is the American hotels at least have an iron and it's more comfortable. To, there you can't do anything. The There's plugs Spartan. are all different. It, it's tough. Yeah. So, so you, might you, see me you... In the, you might see me in the same jacket for quite a few days. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't judge me. Yeah. So what do you do, right? Because you're in these countries one or two days. Well, the one thing I do is eat well. Yep. <laughs> so I'm actually getting in shape just for this tour. Because, uh, you know, it's going to be hard to work out with these early mornings and late nights. So Those hotels also don't yeah, have gyms. No, they don't have gyms. So good stuff. What about golf? How's the golf game? You know, I haven't played in two and a half months. It was getting better and better. I was starting to really get a swing that I have down now. And I was getting down, I think I down to about 13, 14. And uh, I just haven't played. I've just been too busy. So I'm, 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 I'm going to start back in the winter, right? I think December we'll start playing once the factory closes. I'll have some time and uh, let's I, get out there and I have some fun. Guys. Yeah, I know. Don't so worry. yeah, yeah, whatever. I would love to to revisit. Listen, Mister Scratch Golfer yeah, over here. This guy, he's uh, amazing. Uh, but uh, I would love to revisit that 
Uh, we should. Well, we I'm did. learning how to compress the ball now a little bit and just change the swing, you know, just learn how to use the hips. You know what I'll do is I'll, we will post and I'll let the that story. Risk go. We'll post the story of that golf challenge that we did years ago. Oh, my gosh. We'll post it on the site so that we can build up excitement for when we do it again. All right. Well, that was embarrassing. That swing's much better now. Nah, that was a good time, man. Nish had to take his pants off to hit a shot that That's time. right. Yeah, that's true. That's our thumbnail. So, <laughs> that is. All right. Well, thank you, Rock. My thank pleasure. You always, hey, congratulations on a great podcast. We appreciate everything you guys oh, do to uh, promote the in- industry and share the knowledge of this uh, wonderful art craftsmanship that we call the cottage industry of premium cigars we can't do it without friends like you man well thank you appreciate you conviction this is an amazing cigar yeah you're gonna you're gonna get it soon all right cool well as usual rocky patel delivering the goods right always (laughs) always man that guy's great friend he's a badass great we love that dude and a great just a great story of who he is coming to this country and just more than that he's uh he's a great ambassador for the cigar business right. and he's at the forefront of defending our rights as cigar smokers mm-hmm. i mean he really is it's him and a couple of other dudes carlito you know george Padron, jeff borshowitz right those guys are at the forefront defending our right to smoke premium cigars so uh if if for no other reason <laughs> Support those companies uh, for their uh, for for their efforts in helping us out. All right, so let's wrap up this scintillating edition yeah. of the Smoky Treat Cigar Snob Magazine podcast. And what did we learn today? Let's start with Mister Calvino. All right, so uh, so for me, man, you know, it's it's not every day that you get to smoke a cigar with you know a thick wrapper and two thick binders. In the past, if you would have asked me, you know, would you would you recommend that? I would have said definitely not because it's not going to burn right, and and it's a challenge. But my God, these guys pulled it off with this with, uh, with Rocky and his team at Tavikusa. Uh, really excellent effort, and it can be done. So I think that that's that's probably what I learned today is that it can be done. You can have a San Andres wrapper with broadleaf binders. Si se puede. Si se puede. Hashtag I like si se that. puede. Thank you. That's like a that's like a campaign slogan in the Dominican Republic or something. Si se puede. Ivan, what did you learn today? So you said that I bash the geekiness, uh, which I, I, I do sometimes, but know. we are we're all geeks at heart. Yeah. You know? Of course. At, at, at our own at our own level, we are all you're a super, you're a golf geek. I'm a golf geek, but I'm also a cigar geek. Yeah, probably more than anybody, you know. Uh, but there is some bashing that gets involved there. But I know from the feedback that we get on this show, which was has been at an all time high, that yes. our listeners really care about cigar smoking, the culture, uh, how to develop their palate, everything that goes around it, and that is what makes this show successful. That's what makes our show better. So keep sending in that feedback. I think it's excellent that we can all kind of like round table this so that we can uh, improve the experience that we get smoking cigars. So keep at it. I love it. Well done. And the only thing I, I, what I learned today is, is, is is if Benny Harrison, when he became president, (laughs) you know, if he had, if he had smoked some, 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 some villagers or he had, you know, had any sort of, you know, wherewithal, he wouldn't be a one-term president. So, yeah, you know, Benny, 
You messed up. You Benny, messed up. you done effed up. Benny, you messed up. No, but anything. But Rocky, once again, and, and, and I will admit it, I was not a fan of Rocky. And then all of a sudden, I came here to Cigar Snob and discovered his portfolio, and it is one of the best lines you're ever going to find. So, listen, we want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. For Ivan, for Eric, for our executive producer, Nat. Hey, this is, uh, I think this is Nat's farewell what? tour. Bust out the bourbons and then. Yep. <laughs> Thank it. you, Nat. Thank Thanks, you for that. Great job. So many shows of uh, big producing shoes us. To yep. Fill. Yep. Big shoes. So whoever's next, big, big shoes. Thanks to Yami, of course. I'm Jim Rodriguez. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's the Cigar Snob Magazine Podcast. Let's go. Later, y'all. See you. You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on cigarsnob.com slash podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcast. Until next time, hasta luego.